Welcome to Songs and Stories, the not-for-musicians-only music podcast. Hey there, welcome once again to Songs and Stories. I'm Michael Gaither, and this is Songs and Stories episode number 117 with a brand new bouncy theme song, as you might have noticed there if you're a frequent listener. Uh, What you're hearing, what you heard there in the background is the music bed to my song, She's My Superpower, which opens my new record, Starlight Drive-In, Saturday night. And it's, it's done, it's released, it's up on the web, on my site, it's on iTunes, it's all over the place. Anywhere, if you search for Starlight Drive-In, Saturday night, you can probably find that record. Also getting some airplay too, which is nice. And you'll be hearing a lot more about that record in the weeks to come on a special, couple of special Starlight Drive-In Saturday Night CD kind of themed episodes. But uh, but today we're going to be talking to somebody who I've really been listening to for a long time and we have lots of friends and venues in common, but never had a chance to sit and chat with. We're going to be talking with uh, Davis songwriter Rita Hosking, who's making the kind of making the major California festival circuit this year. Uh, Last weekend, she was up at the Kate Wolf Memorial Festival in Laytonville, California. This fall, she'll be at uh, Strawberry in um, Labor Day weekend up up by Groveland, California. And then sort of closing off the summer, breaking into fall, she'll be at my very, very favorite music festival, the American River Music Festival, which takes place on September 14th through 16th in Lotus, California, Along the American River with uh, three campgrounds, a, a really nice music meadow, and some evening entertainment in every campground, including the songwriter showcase that I get to host at the American River Resort. Uh, we'll be hearing a lot more about that festival actually in our chat with Rita and uh, on this podcast as the summer kind of rolls along. If you haven't heard of Rita before, she, again, she's in, she's a kind of a native Californian. And when I talked to her, we talked about how she's moved around a little bit and really kind of settled in Davis. And a couple of uh, big accolades for her. In in 2008, she won the Dave Carter Memorial Songwriting Contest up at Sisters in Oregon. And then in 2009, out in Texas, she was a finalist in the Telluride Music Festival Troubadour Contest. So she has some very good cred behind her and some really, really nice records. Uh, Her newest record, it's her fourth studio album, she's done a live record too, is called Burn. And the record itself has some nice accolades behind it. It's it won Best Country Vocal Album Pop in the 2010 Independent Music Awards. Uh, it was just placed in the Top 10 Female Artist Releases for 2011 by No Depression Magazine and was listed by as a hidden gem of 2011 in Observer Magazine in the UK. So the record has a lot of awards behind it too. All equally well-deserved. Uh, we met recently, Rita, I, and, Rita and I, in a park in Santa Cruz and talked about the latest record, her approach to recording, songwriting, kind of the usual gamut of interesting topics we talk about here on this podcast. And it was really nice to kind of sit and talk to you know, a really fine Americana songwriter and find out her approach to music and, and production and 
you know, making it work and all that kind of stuff. So to get started, um, if you're new to this podcast, Songs and Stories, you can find out more about this episode by going to my website, michaelgather.com. That's M-I-C-H-A-E-L-G-A-I-T-H-E-R.com and clicking on the little blog entry that says Songs and Stories 117. You can also find out more about this by going directly to Rita Hosking's site at ritahosking.com and I'll put that link in my website. And uh, so we'll talk to Rita. We'll hear a couple of little tune samples off Burn. And when we come back, I'll give you like a nice big preview of the American River Music Festival and who all is playing and what you can expect, including Rita Hosking on the main stage. Let's hear a couple of things. Let's hear a little bit of a song called My Demolition Man and Dishes off the record Burn. And then we'll be talking with Rita Hosking in Santa Cruz, California.
finally. <laughs> well, nice to meet you. Now I can talk. Okay. I've been sitting here trying to erase this card for the last 15 He's been years. withholding information. Yes. So <laughs> I wanted to say, I, again, I, I love the, the, new, the newest record. This is your fourth studio record, Burn. Yeah, that's right. You did it with Rich. So you did it with Rich Brotherton. Rich Brotherton, and he's uh, he's best known for his work with the Robert Earl King Band. Mm -hmm, I was going to say, did you record yeah. it in Austin or? Yeah, in Austin, he has a studio in back of his house, mm -hmm. and uh, he is a whiz at engineering, mixing, and playing. He does it all. He's yeah. like the complete package. It's pretty amazing. <laughs> so how'd you end up meeting meeting him and recording the last? So the last record you did there, you went back for this one. That's correct. So the, the first one I did with him was called Come Sunrise. That came out in 2009. And mm -hmm. I learned about him because uh, at Strawberry Music Festival, mm -hmm. so much happens there. Yes. My life revolves around that festival. Um, I met Caroline Herring, who's a great singer-songwriter from the South. Mm -hmm. And I fell in love with her record, Lantana, and found out that Rich had produced that. Mm, and okay. um, I had been, I had decided that I needed a producer. I'd, I'd done two albums and um, wasn't quite happy, you know, for whatever it's reason. It's a pretty common story, I think. Yeah, and I want, I just wanted help. I felt like I really, I want some professional help. Yeah. <laughs> that you know, I mean, professionals are out there, but I wanted help with production, right. whatever that meant. And I wasn't sure what that meant, and I figured out one of the things it meant is help with song arrangements and, you know, the general sound of the record. And I thought, mm -hmm. well, that would be awesome. I could find the right person so um, Caroline Herring used Rich Brotherton and she highly recommended him she said anybody in anywhere in Austin will do anything for Rich Brotherton <laughs> so that's, that's pretty good credit yeah, I said that's a good recommendation yeah yeah so you just kind of contacted him and yeah nice. so I sent him my music and he said yeah I'd love to do it and we just made some dates nice yeah nice very cool so and you're having a big festival summer you're we've, I've, it's funny because we, we have a lot of folks in common because you've you've played the barn in Gilroy we we played different days at the the Gilroy hot springs festival. <laughs> how, how, how was Sunday of that day it was quiet and sleepy yeah it was yeah. but it was beautiful it's a great place I just hope they can kind of they need to raise a lot of funds to kind of reboot yeah. the place. It's an amazing place. We, when, As we were driving back there, we were both remarking, we've never been anywhere near this before. Yeah, it's kind of hidden away. It's really hidden. It's, it's really a jewel. Yeah. yeah, it's really nice. I did a thing there last fall, and, and it was... It was sort of it was during tarantula mating season, and oh. so there were tarantulas crossing the road. And I'm like, I'm like, I don't really know, I want to go up here or not. And I went back in, the, in May, and they said, No, it's tick season now. And I'm like, Don't tell me that. <laughs> but and then you're playing um, Kate Wolf next. Is that next weekend? Um, it's the weekend. It's in a couple weeks. Weekend after that, yeah. that's right. Kate Wolf Music yeah. Festival. That's that's the second time we've played that. We love that festival. The lineup's amazing. The people are amazing. Mm -hmm. And the location is beautiful. It gets really hot, but there's a creek there. So yeah. you can go jump in the creek anytime you want, which is pretty amazing. It's yeah. right there next to the stages, too. So Very convenient. You know, we did a set there last year, last time we played in the late afternoon, and it was definitely, it had to be at least 100 in the shade. Wow. And it was an exceptionally hot year. Yeah. And the audience, everybody, you could tell we were all just hanging in there sweating, and they were... I was so grateful for them. They hung in there, and then right on the after our last song, there was a mass exodus, exodus to, the river. to the river. Yeah, it's just where's everybody going? Well, they're yeah. going to the water, and yeah. they're just splash, 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 it's splash. It's hot. Splash. Yeah, yeah, and we went in after them too. So. Nice. And then you've got strawberry this fall. 
Right, Strawberry Music Festival. Have you played? Have you actually played Strawberry before? Or just yeah, this will be my third nice. Strawberry appearance. I'll probably go in the fall. We, we opted yeah. out of spring, but I hear it was chilly. <laughs> yeah, it can be. Yeah. And then, but it's so much fun. Oh, it's so and like much, we were talking before yeah. when I was trying to format this card on this recorder, that a lot of things happen at Strawberry. You meet a lot of people, and just a lot of really cool stuff goes on. Oh yeah, I always say that I walk away. Well, this happens at most music festivals. Yeah, gathering of like-minded yeah. people. And, and I walk away with with inspiration for some kind of life change. Mm-hmm. And for us, they've been big ones. I remember after one time we left, we decided to move. Wow. And we decided to, you know, cut back on my husband's job, or I decided I was going to make a recording, or, mm-hmm. you know, big cha- big life decisions happen yeah. after you have a little breather of being in a beautiful place with people play- playing beautiful music and yeah. inspired. And, and yeah. no cell phones and no TV for, and one radio station for four days. <laughs> yeah, you're kind of immersed in it. It's great. It is, yeah. it is really kind of a, you know, it's, it's nice to really unplug and just be around friends and nice people and right. music. So then another one that that American Music Festival, mm-hmm. um, also in September, that we're playing is is another. And that's kind of like how I ended up contacting you because I um, Matt yeah. said Matt Siemens said to say hi. Oh good. She's a wonderful <laughs> person and a great songwriter. Give her my best. Oh, that's and, nice. Yeah, but the American River Festival is sort of my favorite because I got involved with them a few years ago, and so I host their Friday night showcase. Oh yeah, nice. Yeah, so um, it's a it's a that's a great little festival. It's because they, they they combine it with you know, rafting and hiking. Yeah, and it's a celebration of the river. So yeah. I was thinking, this is this is really special because it's not just music and people yeah. putting down their tarps here and there. It's actually you go out and get yeah. on the river. So. And I, I like how they have. Um, they have three different campgrounds kind of serving the, the, the music kind of park, but then every night there's something going on in every campground. Yeah. So. Yeah, and they've been really devoted and persistent and keep hanging on and yeah. hopefully it keeps growing and people come out. Yeah, there was, I think the year before last, I don't know if it was an economy thing, but we were, you know, it was, we knew it was sort of a tough year and last year it was just packed. Yeah. You know, so that'll be fun. I hope that continues. Me too. It's we're, we're very fond of it, yeah. and it's great you're gonna, be, you're gonna be playing there finally. Yeah, yeah. We actually played the first one. Okay, that's the, the one I first missed. One. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Long time. So I'd be happy to return. Okay, so you've been there before. Yeah. Good, 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 good. So, so this, this album, Burn. Talk about some of your influences. What, how would you just, you know, this is a question, right? How would you describe your music? Is it Appalachian influence? Just Americana? I Real America. It, yeah, and, I just I call know. it. I call it country folk. Mm-hmm. That seems to be the best term so far because when I went to, I enter my last record into the Grammy thing, you know, just for fun. I thought, well, I'll see what what yeah. this process is about. Um, they had the new Americana category, and mm-hmm. the description said it had to be a full electric band. Oh. I thought, what? What that doesn't, you know, yeah. why is the Grammy defining Americana as a full electric band? That doesn't right. make sense to me. So. So I switched to the idea of country that's folk. That's the Grammys. Yeah, yeah that's <laughs> yeah. right. Exactly. That's the Grammy. So, but yeah, that seems to make sense to me. And I guess it's Appalachian influenced. Although my first trip to the Appalachians was last year. Mm-hmm. And um, but but I know that a lot of the music that I heard growing up as a kid came from those influences. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure it has those direct And now it's more ties. California country probably. Yeah, I, I mean I call myself a Northern California mm-hmm. musician and or someone from the West and my booking agent would actually love it if I 
moved out west, uh, out east. I think he lives. He lives in North Carolina. Mm. He says if you move out here, I'll get you more. More work. More work, and it's closer together, and it's, mm. and but and that sounds great. The West has big distances between right locations, and then there's the Rocky Mountains. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But but I I can't see myself leaving because I just am so identified and rooted here that it's I would nice probably area. even. And Davis is really nice. I always say if we have, my wife and I are actually born and raised, I'm pointing if you're looking at home, um, <laughs> Watson, Bobo, Los Anacruz. And, and we just say, if I had to move anywhere, it'd probably be Lower Sierras. Uh -huh. And I just love that. And there's, there's so many nice people up there, but you know, you get, you're kind of rooted. So, mm -hmm. you know, you make do. Yep. Yeah. It's a special place we live in. So, and I'm, and I'm proud to call my music Northern California mm -hmm. or California because because I, you know, I, I love my home and so on. When you go, when you leave home, people say, "What? You're from California? That doesn't sound like what we think." Cal you know, it right. doesn't sound like Lady Gaga. <laughs> right, right. They think LA and big productions. Yeah. And, you know, but there's a whole. I mean, it's, and it's, it's. I think probably any state has it, but I know California. There's just a lot of a, you know, Americana singer songwriter. I mean, there's a lot of yeah. foothill country kind of landscaped influenced kind of. Yeah, yeah, and a lot of people don't know about that part of the of what we live in here, yeah. our part of the world. And I describe the places where I grew up in California, and it doesn't sound anything like what people think California is. So it's really maybe I say I'm I'm out there working for y'all. I'm working for California. Yeah, <laughs> trying so you, to round yeah. out our image. Exactly. <laughs> We're not just LA and San Francisco, and there's this whole coast thing too, and yeah. farmland and. And um, so we were talking when I was trying to form out the card. So you were born in Davis, moved around, and you're back in Davis. So you, you always lived pretty much in California? Yeah, I was born in, in Davis because my parents, my dad actually had a, a job there for a little bit. And we moved when I was a baby up to the mountains uh, between Shasta and Lassen on Hatchet Mountain. Nice. And not far from Bernie. A lot of people know where Bernie Falls mm -hmm. is. And so that's where I grew up. And um, we had to move a couple times for you know eight months or so at a time because um of the logging the logging industry which everybody was employed by yeah um was laying off people on and off so we would have to move but we always came home um it was always just we have to go do this to make money until we can mm -hmm. come home again so uh, so yeah that's where i was and then i came to davis for college and fell in love and I thought afterwards I would go, I was going to move to Oregon, that was my plan, but mm -hmm. this nice guy who is who I married, <laughs> um, he was involved in agriculture, mm -hmm. and that's, you know, obviously Davis is a great place yeah. for that, so. Cows and farming. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty there, too. Nice. Speaking of Bernie Fault, do you ever play up, do you ever, like, make stops in Reading when you're touring around? Uh-huh, yeah. yeah. Reading's a nice town. Yeah, that's where I went to high school. Oh, okay. Reading, so it's an hour's drive from where I grew up, but it's a two-hour bus drive, bus drive one way. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's Reading felt a whole world away from me when I was a kid, and going to high school there was kind of strange. Yeah. It was it was the big city, you know. <laughs> so you know when Reading's yeah. the big city, you're living in a small town. Yeah, yeah. Well, we didn't even live in a town. <laughs> So, yeah, it was a big deal. Yeah. But but we do play there. We play with the Oak Song Society. Oh, nice. Okay, yeah. And I've uh, done lots of shows for them, and, and they're a great organization. They, they are. They put on lots of great shows, and 
Um, that's, you know, when I think of, what if I were to move back home, you know, how would I see any music? They're the only people I think of. Yeah, <laughs> like, I yeah. could drive to Reading and see something with Oak Song. Right. I don't know where, how, where else I'd see live music. The post office. Yeah. The post office saloon. <laughs> okay. Which is a kind of a cool place. Yeah. yeah. The Reading's nice. So this new record, I was, I was going to say too, I'm really, you'll hear it on mine, I'm really fond of waltzes, so you've got a couple okay, on here. Okay. And I think several times I've played this CD and I just, I stop at Crash and Burn and just kind of play it over and over and over because it kind of mixes, there's some horse imagery and some stock car imagery in the same song <laughs> and then it kind of reoccurs again in My Demolition Man. Yeah. <laughs> so did your husband erase or was, was it just a nice image to kind of write a song around? It was, the, the reason that came up is because I went home to visit my childhood home recently because my parents had to move a few years ago for mm -hmm. health reasons and so on. So the family that moved in there uh, invited us up and we walked up the hill and, and uh, invited us to look around and everything kind of looked the same. There were horses running around and chickens everywhere and kids in the apple trees and the dad was chopping wood and the mom was on a tractor and, and she... And, and I looked up toward the barn, and I saw there were stock cars, demolition oh. derby cars parked yeah. up there, and it sent this shockwave through me <laughs> because that was entirely foreign to my oh, home. Okay. Like, what, what, you know, <laughs> what is that? If Maybe when I was a kid, I would have seen a snowmobile or something, yeah. a Jeep, but never a demolition derby car. So for some reason, that brought up all these memories, and I realized that... Um, since home is my spiritual center and I go there in my dreams, I could go there anytime. You mm -hmm. know, I've, I've made it so that I can return there mm -hmm. spiritually somehow that uh, I realized I had to now integrate Demolition Derby into my spiritual center. Nice. So I returned to the memories that we went. Uh, we went to derbies when I was a kid here and oh, there. Okay. Partly because we would follow around horse events mm -hmm. because my sister and I had horses. And mm -hmm did a little barrel racing and so that was um we ended up at county fairs where demolition derbies were paired with horse events often on the same dirt kind of or? yeah in the yeah. same arena the derby go last because they right. trash the arena right <laughs> yeah <How fun. laughs> so we would so anyway i thought about that no, it was a great song yeah. it was great to yeah. mix those into a song it was really cool. cool yeah well it all made sense to me and i thought yeah. well i don't know if it's gonna make sense to everybody else but so I, so I, when I started thinking more about Derby and I, and I took my family, I realized my family had never been, my kids and my husband had never been to one. So we went to one for Mother's Day uh, before this came out. Mm -hmm. and, and then I started really thinking about the metaphors inherent in it all and how mm -hmm. poetic it is and what a grassroots funky art it is. And I just, so I wrote another song. <laughs> That's great. And I, I love when you, uh, you'll see it on my, I love when a couple of songs kind of go together and they're kind of related, but they're not really like the same thing. And what, and I'm, I'm kind of paraphrasing the line, but there's about, and you can correct me, but you, can, you keep pounding on each other until it don't hurt no more. What's that line? Yeah. Yeah. They're bashing in, they're bashing into each other till it don't hurt no yeah, more. Yeah. That's something a great like that. line. <laughs> nice. Um, let me see what else. So you, so you got a busy summer ahead. Yeah, actually, it if it looks busy because of festivals, but I do have a big blip um, most of July and August. I'm not working mm -hmm. in the middle there, which is um, which is great because I need to come up with more material, mm -hmm. and I'm starting to write new songs now. I have probably five or six that are 
half done mm-hmm. or so that's kind of how I work I start yeah. a whole bunch right do you do something similar to that I always say starting songs is the easy part it Finishing is it's them. the most fun part <laughs> it is it is because I had this brilliant idea for a song and um, yeah finishing is the hard I was talking to somebody I think I interviewed when I first started doing this podcast thing Darden Smith from Austin okay. he's really good and I, w- I was just I go how do you and I was asking for advice and he goes he goes he said songs are like furniture you got to finish them Mm. Which is easy if you've written like 500 songs, you know. So yeah, yeah I've, I've probably like you. Yeah, I've got a pile of things that I've started that are brilliant ideas, and you know, I'll finish some of them. And I figure if I if I could finish half of what I write, I'd have like a huge catalog. Yeah. Well, um, I figure the ones I finish are the ones that I like better. Yeah. Usually, that I'm more attracted to. So I tend to yep. tend to start more than I need, and then I end up finishing closer to the number that I need. Mm-hmm. Or, so I'll be working on that this summer. Good. And so I got uh, some breathing room to kind of work on the art part of it, not just yeah. go out and work. Yeah, and then my kids are off. I have two kids, 17 and 12, mm-hmm. and then my 17-year-old, we're looking at what she's going to do after her senior year, so mm-hmm. we're touring colleges. And mm-hmm. Is she looking at Davis, like or is she looking a little farther away from home? She is looking a little further away from yeah. home. Like, we just, we're here in Santa Cruz now. We just looked there yesterday. Mm-hmm. We went, took a little tour of UC Santa Cruz, and we've... Uh, She's interested in the L.A. area. She's interested in the entertainment industry. Mm-hmm. Performing or behind the scenes? Behind the scenes, yeah. yeah. Actually making a living. <laughs> yeah. She's uh, actually, she's going Not to Scotland Not that you can't make a living summer. performing, but, yeah. you know. She's, yeah. uh, she's the theater, um, she's the lighting design tech person mm-hmm. for um, her high school theater group, and they raised over $100,000 to go to Scotland this summer wow. and participate in the Fringe Festival mm-hmm. in Edinburgh. Nice. So that's all good stuff for the college. Yeah, that's very cool. College essay and everything. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> look, look, look what she did. Look what she yeah. did. That's good. You need that. Yeah. yeah. So you've got some songs ready for the next. Re- do you have a concept for the next record? Or are you just kind of assembling your songs? And my concept right now is um, is more about uh, making it more more sparse, a little, mm-hmm. little more acoustic. A little more like my live show. Mm-hmm. Um, the last two records I've made. This is very common, I think, because I've yeah. been having the same conversation. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you go back and forth. You go back and forth yeah. and back and forth, and I think it's great because we en- what we end up with is a nice collection of uh-huh. a variety of you know different yep. different presentations of the music. And um, so these last two records, I've tried to keep it close to what we do. You know, there's banjo and dobro and guitar and, mm-hmm. and fiddle, which is probably the main instrumentation. But on a few, there's drums. And um, you know, on a few there's pedal steel or mm-hmm. something. And there's so a this, nice mix of mu- there's a nice mix of instruments on yeah. there. Yeah, so I think that's pretty fair, but representation. But this next one, I'd like it to be mostly myself and my husband Sean, who mm-hmm. plays dobro and banjo, and he plays a lot of other instruments. And then I'm hoping to also bring in my oldest daughter, mm-hmm. make it more of a family mm-hmm. record, which is closer to what we perform as as right. well. Um, cause she sometimes performs with us. And she's she's uh, playing clawhammer banjo, mandolin, and fiddle and guitar. Wow. Um, she's she's becoming a, quite an instrumentalist. So mm-hmm. I think I might bring her on one or two songs, but it's gonna be it's gonna be a little bit more sparse, like mm-hmm. I say. I like yeah. that. And the, and the song yeah. the songs stay out a little more, I think, too. If you have really lyric heavy songs, you know, you have less instrumentation, you can kind of hear the stories a little better. Yeah. But sometimes you want stuff behind it too. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. It, it's interesting t- to have that in mind and be writing the songs because I find myself adjusting a little. Like, yeah. Uh, maybe I won't do that big rock number, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe I'll kind of tone this down and make I've it more that, of yeah. a, make it something different. Yeah. yeah. 
Cool. We'll look forward to that. We'll look forward to you. Well, I'll see you at American River in September, and we'll see you sometime before then, too. Yeah, so. that'll be great. Cool. Thanks for talking. Thank you, Thank you Michael. Talk to you soon. So once again, Rita Hosking talking about Burn, her summer festival plans, carving out some time for her kids, and songwriting for her next project that I'm sure we can't wait to hear, and just some some observations about songwriting. You 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 know, and I'm, I kind of do the same thing. You start a lot of songs and you pick out the ones that I think really just kind of like talk to you, and you finish those and you play those. Um, and all that despite a, uh, a recorder that I <laughs> was futzing with before we actually started talking because the memory card wouldn't clear. And then there was some wind issues. But I think this whole thing came out pretty darn well. And it was great. Rita, if you're listening, thank you again for your time and for meeting me in the park. It was great talking to you and meeting you finally. And I'm sure we'll cross paths again. So that was Rita Hosking and Songs and Stories, episode 117. And as I mentioned earlier, she'll be at the American River Music Festival, which takes place this September 14th through 16th in Lotus, Coloma, California, along the American River. And it's a three-day festival that uh, it combines rafting and hiking with three different campgrounds that sort of feed a main music meadow. And they've got a heck of a lineup this year. Along with Rita Hosking, who's playing on Saturday the 15th, we were going to be able to listen to Roy Rogers, Tony Furtado, Poor Man's Whiskey, Ray Bonneville with Nina Gerber. He's a fine harmonica player and singer, and he's playing with Nina, so more needed about that. Uh, Rita will be playing with Cousin Jack, which is the name of her band. Um, Joe Craven's going to be there, and one of my very, very favorite writers, Tom Russell. So it's going to be just a really nice, uh, that's the main stage set acts, and that's going to be a, just a couple of great days of music. Um, and every campground has something going on, including at the American River Resort on that Friday night, which is the 14th. I'll be hosting a songwriter showcase, which in, um, includes uh, uh, Bev Bardet and Greg Newland, my, my pal Michael McNevin, uh, Sourdough Slim is going to be there, and uh, Cindy Kalmanson, who I've met actually met at the festival a few years ago, and I've played with since, or had her at one of our shows since. Um, just a whole bunch of stuff. And the best way to find out about that is to go to AmericanRiverMusic.org and there's all the camping and the ticket prices and the rafting information and the whole schedule of, of, the, of, the, of the weekend. And for some reason, that weekend always just seems to be perfect. It's always just sunny enough. The nights aren't cold. There's a lot going on in camp. And if you, if you do find your way to the festival, come by our camp and you can play or hang out. Everybody's welcome. So it's a, it's a great, great fun weekend. And again, Rita Hosking will be there on Saturday the 15th. So I think we'll conclude this episode with uh, a quick thanks. Again, thank you to Rita Hosking. Thank you to you for listening. And whether you caught this on uh, Casey Cafe Radio or Grateful Dread Radio or you caught it on my website or iTunes, whoever's pushing this out, thank you for your support. And again, thank you for listening. Uh, coming up on the next episode, we'll be talking to uh, a frequent visitor who I think I'm going to get a punch card for so we can maybe like get something free next time he's on the show. But uh, Ansi McLean of the Trila Park Tuberos has a new record out called Live in the Dream. And we talked recently in Santa Cruz, California. And it's always nice to... Uh, talk to Ansi and if you heard my interviews with Ansi we end up just sort of shooting the breeze and then finally it's like oh yeah there's a new record to talk about so that's always nice to visit with Ansi whenever he's through town 
That'll be coming up in a few weeks. And to close this episode, I think I'll forego my bouncy theme music. Again, new theme music off the new record. Go to michaelgaither.com and you can hear all about it. But uh, I want to hear a little bit, I want you to hear a little bit of Crash and Burn, which is sort of the title track on Rita's new album. It's the other song that's kind of influenced by Demolition Derbies with some horse imagery. And she talked about that in the interview. And I thought it's just a, it's a great song. It's a great record. And I will close with a little bit, little bit of that. And if you like what you hear, um, again, I only play snippets. So if you like what you hear, go to RitaHosking.com and pick up the record or download it from iTunes or whatever your preferred method of music delivery is. So let's hear a little bit about a little bit of Crash and Burn. Again, thank you for your time listening, and we'll talk to you next time on Songs and Stories. Take care. Let me tell you about a real good show. It's the Bernie Demo Derby and Rodeo. My baby's got 66 shares. 